Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder and of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Agana Jimananda Shyakananana Samatya Chatsudin Militam Yana Tajamaya Shri Gurudeva Maham. Sri Jaitanya Manobhistam Stavitam Yana Bhutare. Sayam Rupa Karamayam Vedati Swapanandikam. I really debated whether I should tell this story or not, but it leads pretty well into the main subject matter. It's kind of a ridiculous story, but it does make the point that we want to make and get your attention right off the bat. So, It's a story about a group of animals in the jungle. They decided to have a football game. The problem was no one could tackle the rhinoceros. Once he got ahead of steam, he was unstoppable. And when he received the opening kickoff, he just rambled right through everyone for a touchdown. The score was 7 nothing immediately. Some or other, the other team managed to keep the ball away from the rhinoceros for the rest of the first quarter. At the beginning of the second quarter, the score was tied, 7-7. to So the lion tried to warn the zebra on the kickoff not to kick it to the rhinoceros. The zebra ignored the warning. The rhino caught the ball, and he's racing for his second touchdown today. Suddenly, out of nowhere, bam! He was brought down with a vicious tackle. And when the animals unpiled, it was discovered that a centipede had made the tackle. That was fantastic, said the lion. But where were you on the opening kickoff? The centipede said, I was still putting on my shoes. <laughs> putting on the shoes is a metaphor for putting action with your faith. When you decide to get in the game, the first thing you do is put on your shoes. When you're not in the game, when you figure my best days are behind me, I've had it, I'm just average, ordinary, you sit on the sidelines barefooted. If you want to become a better version of yourself, it's important to realize that you need to do more than just sit barefooted on the sidelines. You need to do more than believe for it, more than hope for it, more than pray for it. You need to show God, whom we call Krishna, that you really mean some business. You're going to put your money where your mouth is. You're going to put your shoes on your feet. And the way you do that is you put actions behind your faith. Now, that's not to say it's not important to hope, to pray, and to believe, but we have to take a step further and start expecting great things from God. The question today is, are you making plans? Are you expecting good things, good breaks, open doors? Are you stepping out in faith, talking and acting like it's going to happen? Once a woman, for instance, learns that she's pregnant, she starts to make all kinds of preparations, even though she hasn't yet put on an ounce of weight. There's no sign of the baby. It's nine months down the road. She can't see him. She can't feel him. She hasn't touched him. And yet, having faith in the doctor's report, she starts getting excited. More than getting excited, starts buying baby clothes, getting the baby's room ready, arranging time off work for the delivery, maybe even putting money aside for a college fund. That's putting action alongside of your faith. And we all have things that we're believing for. Maybe you want to overcome an illness, or maybe you want to Get out of debt, meet the boy or girl of your dreams, start that new mission, found that charity. Here's the key. You have to go beyond believing. You have to put action 
behind your faith. If you're planning to get well, for instance, you need to start eating better. Start an exercise program. If you'd like to see your marriage restored, you need to probably start treating your spouse better. If you want to start a temple, start a Facebook group. Get a Sunday feast going in someone's home or rent a storefront. My wife and I, by Bobby, we were in Los Angeles Temple for 10 years before we came to Utah. I was the life membership director. In order to facilitate my role as a life membership director, I rented radio time out of a station in Pasadena. The Indian community had all the time blocked every Saturday from 8 a.m. till 1 in the afternoon. Travel shows, grocery stores, and in there in the middle was the Krishna show. So I did that for about two years, 1980, 1981. It was very successful. It's very well received. The life membership program advanced by leaps and bounds. But after a while, I began to think that for that same $1,000 a month that I was paying just for a total of two hours on a radio station, that might just cover the mortgage on a smaller, more rural radio station somewhere else in the country. And that was the seed of a dream. But I didn't leave it there. I didn't just hope, believe, dream, and pray. I took steps every week for a year. I visited the library. There's a weekly publication called Broadcast Weekly. And I would pick up a copy and I would look through the radio stations for sale classified section. I set up a recording studio in an old unused garage behind the life membership offices. We made half hour episodic shows on the Ramayana and the epic Mahabharata. We invited devotees in to act out the parts and read the narrations. You can still hear all those on 1480 KHQM by Bobby, was in charge of the sound effects and the music. A lot of devotees visit the Los Angeles Temple from all over the world. And when they came through, I'd invite them into the studio for an interview. We talked about philosophy, or I'd ask them to tell the story of how they came to Krishna consciousness. It's interesting that Radha Swami, 10 years before his book, The Journey Home, came out, he told me many of those same stories, which you can hear today on KHKN Radio. And just like a woman preparing for a baby, we were getting ready for a radio station. When the dream first took hold, we didn't have the program, we didn't have the money, we didn't have the experience, we didn't have the connections, we didn't have the resources. But as we began stepping out in faith, all those doors gradually opened one by one by one by one. We could see that practically for every step we took in faith, Krishna or God would take a step towards us and supply another piece of the dream. In 1981, we were able to put a small down payment on a radio station right here with five acres of land, Spanish Fork, Utah, been broadcasting the sounds of transcendence for 42 years. Recent internet technology has made the transmission accessible anywhere in the world that there's Wi-Fi. Not only that, but in 1987, we were able to build a 3,500 square foot log residence and temporary temple building and start our Sunday feasts. And then in 1991, an additional eight and a half acres became available next door. And on that piece of land sits the temple in which we're sitting this afternoon. It attracts an approximate 65,000 visitors every year. God is great, can I tell you? <laughs> There's a short poem. Whosoever takes a step towards God in doubtings dim, God will advance a mile in blazing light to him.
Creation had all that and more planned out for us since the beginning of time. He had the stepping stones all lined up before we were born. So we simply had to do our part and take those tiny steps of faith on the way for the dream to become a reality. In his purport to the 31st verse, the 11th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada writes, the plans of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are understood by his mercy. And the plans of the pure devotees are as good as God's plans. One should follow such plans and be victorious in the struggle for existence. Would you agree that looking at the world picture today, there's a struggle for existence, inactive, political, parties divided, brutal wars going on in the Ukraine and Israel and those places, mass shootings in schools that now seem to have exported themselves to European countries? In all of that, what could be more appropriate than a huge farm in the southwest part of Texas in the United States? A future city for Krishna devotees, capable of growing food for tens of thousands of people, a safe haven from the tensions of this age of quarrel and hypocrisy. Over this past Christmas weekend, I was invited to attend the opening celebrations for a newly acquired Hare Krishna property in South Texas. It's 7,500 acres in the Rio Grande Valley. Driving north to south, it's seven miles. Driving east to west, it's three miles. It's called New Navadweep Dham, subtitled The City of Festivals. And the first festival for the public is going to be a festival of colors. And I'm invited to come and be the MC. In this top picture are the two visionary founders, Sarvajaya Das and Govinda Charan, who raised a consortium of investors to purchase the land for $55 million. Too often, we say that we are believing God for good things, and yet with our actions, we're doing just the opposite. Can I tell you that faith will work in either direction? It'll work positively, it'll also work negatively. I know some people that plan to get the flu. Have you ever heard anyone say at the grocery store, well, it's flu season, I better pick up some of this flu medicine, I'll probably get it this year. <laughs> they talk as if it's sure bound to happen. They take it even further, they do what we're telling you to do. They put actions behind their negative talk. They purchase the flu medicine before they even have symptoms. They call in the flu. They give it an invitation. <laughs> Not surprisingly, a few weeks later, they come down with the flu. Their faith worked, just negatively. <laughs> they expected the flu. They made plans for the flu. And they got it. So we learn from this that your faith can work in either direction. If you read the news long enough, listen to the talking heads and watch all the studies, they'll practically talk you into having heart disease, high cholesterol, diabetes, all sorts of ailments. Well, you know what they say, one in four gets cancer. Well, that might be true, but let's believe that we'll be among the three out of four that don't get cancer instead of the one out of four that does get cancer. After all, it's just as easy, it takes just as much energy to believe for the positive as for the negative. So why not make plans to start living a long, healthy, God-centered, profitable life? Have you ever heard anyone talking about my arthritis, my blood pressure, 
my sickness. Stop taking ownership of your problem. Start making plans to solve it. Our attitude should be, this sickness didn't come to stay, it came to pass. Say things like, I know with Krishna, I can have long life. I know that Krishna can bring my dreams to pass. I'm declaring it by faith. I'm getting better every day in every single way. I heard about a man, he was in a car accident where both of his knees were crushed. Doctor told him he would never walk again. The man was initially so disappointed. He was in the hospital for over three months. The first thing he did, however, when he was discharged, he joined a health club. He bought a pair of running shoes. He wasn't able to go to the health club for over a year. He was so weak. And all he had to do was look at the running shoes in the closet. But he had made his mind up that he was not going to sick back and plan on being an invalid the rest of his life. He was planning on getting up, walking again. That was more than five years ago. And today that young man can outrun you and me. He defied the odds. What happens? He made plans to come out the other side of that injury. Instead of letting the doctor's negative words sink in, convincing him to give up, settle for mediocrity, he believed in God could do all things possible, and he made plans to get well. And we've all had negative things that happened to us, negative comments spoken over us. We can't stop what people say, but we don't have to allow them to take root. We can counteract them by believing for good things. And here's a point. Faith is always in the now. Krishna, I'm going to get up every morning and thank you that right now you're working in my life. Thank you that right now I'm getting better. Thank you that right now, as impossible as it may seem, you're working behind the scenes. You have an amazing plan for my life. In the fifth canto, fifth chapter, 15th verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada tells the story of a lazy, self-centered potter. He's daydreaming. He's made a few pots. And he's sitting around thinking, now I have these four pots. I'll sell these four pots and I'll make some profit. And with the profit, I'll make ten pots. And then I'll sell ten pots and I'll make some profits. And then I'll sell twenty pots. And then I'll sell thirty pots. And then I'll sell forty. In this way, I'll become a millionaire. Then I'll marry, and I will control my wife, and if she's disobedient, I will kick her like this. And when he kicked, he broke his first four <laughs> pots. So all his hoping, dreaming, planning for personal sense gratification came to nothing. Prabhupada says in this connection, don't make imagination, make plans. Make plans to please the Lord under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual teacher. I'm 77 years old, and today, Vaibhavi has her 78th year old birthday. And I know that many of my bodily parts at this age don't work as well as they used to. I don't hear as well as I used to. I don't see as well as I used to. In fact, he's getting cataract surgery tomorrow. I've already had in both eyes. I can get down on the floor and offer a basement just as quick and nimbly as I was when I was 20. The problem is it takes me 15 minutes to get back up off the floor. That's the problem. 
But I could moan and talk about how I'm getting older, slowing down, losing this or that. I can't deny those facts, but I don't have to dwell on them. I don't have to go around making plans for loss, defeat, and invalidity. I'm not going to make plans to grow old, bent over, and unable to do anything. I'm going to keep my faith out there, speak words of health over myself. I'm going to keep up with the treadmill, keep lifting weights. I'm going to keep composing rap songs and learning new Sanskrit verses every day. I'm going to talk about Krishna giving me a hundred years and then I'm going to put some action behind it. What I'm saying is don't make plans for defeat. Everyone around you may be getting old, cranky, complaining that this part of the body doesn't work or that part of the body is failing or talking for 30 minutes, got you in a corner, telling you every detail of their recent surgery. <laughs> you as a devotee need to be the exception. Believe in living a long, healthy life full of service for the Lord and going out with a bang. I love preaching and I want to preach until the day I die. I want to drop dead right in the middle of a lecture. I don't want to retire, get put on a shelf somewhere. I don't want to have a stroke and struggle as an invalid for the last years of my life. I don't want to be incapacitated. I don't want to come to a place where I'm not able to preach. I want to go out like Bishop Barna Thorogood. Bishop Barna Thorogood had just finished his Sunday sermon called, I am here to do battle. And when he sat down in his seat on stage, he collapsed. He was pronounced dead. Members of his Church of God congregation prayed and cried as the paramedics tried to re revive the 60-year-old pastor, but to no avail. Church member Mabel Beckett told a local reporter he died doing what he loved right up to the end. She had attended the service where Thorogood took his last breath. He lived the life that he was called to right up until the end. He founded the Church of God in Christ in Virginia Beach in 1970. It had grown to more than 2,000 members. He was known for his fiery messages full of energy. You shall live and not die were his last words. So like that preacher, I'd like to be strong and productive right up until the moment I die. I want to be excited and energetic and ready for the next challenge. Like that preacher, I want to pass away suddenly, gloriously, in the heat of battle, not languish away in some retirement home somewhere. It's easy to think in elderly age, the law of entropy is setting in. Everything is dissolving, disintegrating. The body is debilitating. It's all part of getting older. It's inevitable. This doesn't work. That doesn't work. Can't see, can't hear, cranky. No, don't fall into that trap, especially not the cranky part. There are enough cranky people in the world. I think you'll agree with me already. Make plans to be healthy, full of joy, to be fighting the good fight right up until that hour when Krishna calls you home. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari, Hari. Hari, Rama, Hari, Rama. Rama, Rama, Hari, Hari. Do everything you have to do, but not with greed, not with false ego, not with lust, not with envy, but with love, compassion, humility, and devotion. No matter what your age, Krishna has important plans for you to fulfill. You're not supposed to just breathe, take up space, pass time. You're supposed to go through life with joy, with enthusiasm, not to wither up like a prune 
Make plans to live every day fully, joyfully, vibrantly, alive, healthy, and productive. Prabhupada advises the best plan you can make is to surrender to Krishna's plan. Krishna says, Sarva Dharma just give up all your self-centered plans and surrender unto me. Think of me, become my devotee, bow down before me, and worship me. That, friends, is Krishna's plan for your life. As far as possible, our business as missionary devotees is to introduce as many people as possible to Krishna consciousness. So when we make our plans, we coordinate them with Krishna's plans. We make sure our plan is sanctioned by Krishna, not running off helter-skelter with our own concocted, manufactured plan, but to be guided by Krishna's plan. I heard about an older couple that attended a church leadership conference and during the question and answer session they stood up, we're not sure what we're supposed to do at our age. They were in their 90s. They were both dressed impeccably. Their skin looked great. Their eyes sparkled with life. The lady was the epitome of grace and beauty. They were a sharp, striking looking older couple. The pastor told them, one thing you need to do for sure is to go around and let other people see you. Be an example. Your joy, your health, your peace, your victory is an inspiration to others. You need to let the younger generation, which in this case would be anyone under 80, see how you can be up there in years and be healthy, joyful, and peaceful. One more story. Heard about a man in his 70s who used to play basketball with men half his age and boys, a third of his age. He was in great shape and he could run up and down the court with the 20-year-olds. One day he said, it's funny. When I was 40, my doctor told me that I should give this up, that my knees wouldn't hold up playing this much. I kept on playing. At 50, he told me my back would start hurting if I kept running and jumping like this. I kept on. At 60, he told me I could never keep up physically with the younger men. I went back to that same doctor at 70, told him I was still playing basketball. He threw up his hands in the air and he told me to keep playing as much as I want. I reckon the man said, I'll just keep playing till I get old. <laughs> old is a state of mind. Your body may age, but you can stay young in your spirit. Prabhupada was in his 70s before he even came to America. And yet everybody saw him as a 16-year-old cowherd boy, eternal associate of Krishna. One philosopher, I think Oscar Wilde said, the tragedy of old age is not that you get old, it's that you're still young. <laughs> Stay young in your spirit and your body will age even better. Always be grateful, be happy, be in a good mood. Don't make plans to get old and worn out. Make plans living your life joyfully, vibrantly, in good health. So ask yourself, what are you planning today? You're planning sickness, you're planning health. Barely get by or be blessed. Stay where you are, or rise higher, accomplish your dreams. According to our actions or our lack of actions, either way, we are making plans for something. So let me challenge you. Have a big dream for your life. Make plans for abundance. I'd love to get out of debt. I'd love to start that mission, organize that festival, buy that land, grow my own food. I'd love to take ground for the kingdom. I don't see true how it could happen for me. I'm stuck in this job. Seems like I've gone as far in life as I can. No. 
God helps those who help themselves. Are you making provisions? Are you paying off that debt? Are you putting some money aside regularly? Are you keeping fit? Are you improving your mind? Are you open to change? Are you asking the Lord to use you in a great way? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare. Don't prepare for or predict failure, sickness, scarcity. Start preparing for the good things. Prepare for success, abundance. Prepare for victory. Prepare for a long life, good health. Get your faith going in the right direction. Start making plans to live a blessed, prosperous, healthy, joy-filled, abundant, long life. If you do this, Krishna will do more than you can ask or even think. He will pour out his blessings in favor in this life, next life, he'll take you back to home, back to Godhead. If any of that sounds good, join me in raising your hands in the air and we'll repeat together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.